Open your Bibles with me this morning to the book of Luke chapter 10. As the Lord often does when I know I'm going to be ministering somewhere, usually sometime in the evening or in the middle of the night, he just kind of drops a word or two into my spirit and then we build out from there and I don't know how much building out is going to be done today, but we're going to do what the Holy Ghost says to do in this place today. The book of Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, they're excited. Even the devils are subject unto, unto us through thy name. Oh, you're going to like this. He kind of squelches all that a little bit. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing Somebody shout nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, that's not where I want you to focus your rejoicing. I'm going to talk to you today about where to focus your rejoicing. He said, notwithstanding... In this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice. Because your names are written in heaven. Woo-wee. I, uh, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about where to focus your rejoicing. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands. Let's ask God to help us because if he don't help us, we're in trouble. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to help us in this place right now. Let the Holy Ghost fill this house. God, touch the hearts of every man, woman, and child that's in this place. God, don't let us leave here discouraged, but help us to leave here encouraged. Don't let us leave here weakened, but help us to leave here strengthened. Don't let us leave here sad, but let us leave here with joy in the name of Jesus. Come on, praise him right now. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I used to I used to think and have preached that it was just important to rejoice about anything. But when I begin to read this text today, 
I began to understand something. That my rejoicing and your rejoicing must be in line with Jesus' priorities. If my rejoicing is going to produce in me what Jesus wants in me, my rejoicing must be in alignment with what he wants. What was that line you messed up a while ago about the Velcro and the zipper? That felt kind of like that. I'm glad I'm home. When Jesus recruits the 70, Brother Mike Wally, you probably wouldn't want to apply for this job. He says to them, I'm going to send you out like lambs to the wolves. He said, don't worry about taking any money. Don't worry about the food. He said, I just want you to go and do my will. You go out there and enjoy yourself when they're trying to kill you, trying to throw you in jail, trying to starve you. Man, it sounds like a job I want. But 70 of them, Brother Mark Luber, took the bait. They said, we're going to go do it. He didn't give them a whole lot of instruction, but he said to them, I I just want you to understand, I've already gone before you, and I want to tell this church that God's already gone before you. And this is what he said, the harvest truly is great. Not going to be great. Not might be great. It is great. Come on, I wish somebody would help me right now. It's not the will of God for this church to be empty. It's not the will of God for that chair beside you to be empty. It's not the will of God for there to be an empty chair in a Sunday school room. It's not the will of God for that youth chapel to be empty. I wish somebody would help me. The harvest... Truly is great. So I want you, you, you to be seated. I want you to understand, boys. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go you, go your ways, and behold, I Send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. Man, we couldn't, we wouldn't have been able to go because we wouldn't have been able to look good. We wouldn't have been able to. carry with us what we want to carry those big pretty purses 
Ah, you're not going to help me, are you? (laughs) He said, don't worry about that 401k, Brother Jordan. You just go do what I'm sending you to do. Oh, hallelujah. Into whatsoever house you enter, first say peace be to this house. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, just leave. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house and into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you. Eat such things as you're set before you. Heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, Even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding, be sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Come on. I want to talk to somebody right now that's out there hanging on the edge. Whether you're listening on the internet, you're watching YouTube or Facebook, or you're sitting in this congregation today, I want you to understand that it's not time to be hanging around the edges. The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Listen, if I know anything I'm telling you, it's rounding up time. It's God's getting ready to end this thing. I wouldn't be anywhere close to the outside looking in. I'd jump right in the middle of this with everything that I have to jump into it with because the Lord is coming And you don't listen to me. You don't know the day nor the hour. The trumpet's going to sound. And if it catches you unaware, you're going to miss the rapture. And so he he tells them, he said, don't spend a whole lot of time in frivolous socializing. Don't talk to a lot of folks along the way. He just said, I need you to understand that this is the time when you must become dependent on God to provide you a place to stay. And then he goes on to say, there are going to be cities that will reject you. Listen, don't be mistaken. You're going to be rejected. There are going to be folks that don't want to hear what you've got to say. But he didn't tell them to pull up a seat, sit on the roadside and suck their thumb. He didn't tell them to quit preaching and quit witnessing. He said, just shake the dust off your feet. And oh, on the way, on the way out of town, remind them, hey, the kingdom of God just stopped by your way. 
somebody, you just got your chance. You just got your opportunity. Come on now. I'm telling you, the world is running out of opportunity. The world is running out of chances. But that doesn't keep us from continuing to sow the seed of God's word because the harvest is great. Somebody's waiting to hear the word from you. So, with such a great job description, they paired up and went out in obedience. They stepped out in faith. That's what some of you are doing today. You don't know how all this is going to end. You, you don't know what's going to happen to you before you get home today. We're, we're just walking by faith and not by sight. And so... They stepped out there by faith and walked obediently unto the Lord. And as they obediently stepped into faith, they discovered something they hadn't expected. Not only a power over sickness, but over Satan and his kingdom. Now, now, you've got to understand something. This is a new experience biblically. Prophets and priests and kings are not recorded to ever have cast out demons. You can't find it. But watch this. Watch this. It, it, it had to be a surprise discovery. When they went forth preaching, they weren't devil hunting. But Jordan, they, they weren't out looking for a fight. But they understood, came to understand very quickly that when they went out, the devil, devils were subject to them. Why didn't Jesus tell them that before? I love it when the light comes on in people's lives. And they realize when they've repented of their sins and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins and been filled with the Holy Ghost, which is what it takes to get ready to go to heaven. I'm standing on solid ground here. I said, when you repent and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues, you're getting ready to go to heaven. Woo, come on. That's about 60%. Anybody else believe in Acts 2.38? Woo, I'm feeling better. Come on. We get... I love it when the light comes. You can be seated when the light comes on, when folks realize and understand the devil tries to rear his ugly head in their life. 
And they begin to rebuke the devil, and the devil leaves. <laughs> Something about that name, Brother Frank. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. Come on. We can walk through our houses. We can walk in our children's bedrooms. We can walk through our workplace. Come on, we got authority and power in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of the living God. But that's not the focus of our rejoicing. They, they get back to Jesus and, man, they're all cranked up. They get back to him and say, oh, Lord, you, you're not going to believe like they're going to surprise God. You are, God, God, you are not going to believe what happened. We do that sometimes. You know, we go to the Lord in prayer. God, you're not going to believe this. Like he didn't have nothing to do with it. When he has everything to do with everything in your life. So they come back and man, they're all cranked up. The devils are subject to us. Now watch Jesus. He does a little adjustment in their focus. He begins to help them to understand. <laughs> he said, I, 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 I want to give you something here. I'm not going to give you a reason to rejoice or reasons to rejoice. I'm going to give you a reason to rejoice. Watch, watch, watch what he does. I'm going to help you here in just a minute. Watch, watch, watch what he does. He said, this is what I want you to rejoice in. That your names are written in heaven. Now watch this. If you realign your rejoicing when all hell has broken loose in your life, you can still rejoice. When sickness has ravaged your body, you can still rejoice. When trouble has come to your home, you can still rejoice. Not in the trouble, not in the test, but you can rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Come on, somebody. Come on. The devil would like to discourage you. The devil would like to get you distracted. The devil would like to get you to quit. But throw your hands up and say, it doesn't matter what happens to me today. It doesn't matter what happens to me tomorrow. I'm rejoicing because my name. Come on, somebody needs to rejoice right now. You need to quit thinking about your trouble. 
You need to be quit thinking about your care. You need to quit thinking about your finance. Come on, somebody. You need to quit thinking about your health right now and think about your name written in heaven. You can be seated. I'm done. Not really. Listen to me. Jesus never wants us to forget that God's grace is the greatest miracle of all. And it's not by our hands, but by his hands that we rejoice. I love this. They come back, they're all cranked up, and he says, they say, oh, man, you're not going to believe this. Devil. We were casting out devils. You're not going to believe. Again, surprising God. But watch what he does. He said, let me tell you a little something about those little devils that you've seen running off. I beheld Satan as lightning fall. You listen to me. Every little thing that that little imp tries to bring up in your life, you better understand I've already defeated that. I've already beaten that. Come on. He's no match for me, and he's no match for you. Come on. He said, you don't need to rejoice that the devil's subject. The devil's defeated. The devil's beaten. He'll never win. He's never going to win. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to somebody that the devil's trying to make you give up. The devil's trying to make you quit. I've come to tell you, rejoice that your name is written in heaven. They were, they were all focused on the joy of gifts, power, success. But listen to me, Jesus wants us to see the danger in merely focusing on those things. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been in a few meetings where I've seen folks writhe on the floor like a snake and vomit up green junk. And I've been in those kind of services. Now I don't fool with that. I just say, you know what? You're not getting any more attention. The devil is a distractor. Amen. That's why oftentimes somebody will slip in here and they'll have your attention and you'll miss what God's trying to say to you. <laughs> I've been in those services where they came, and man, they were wanting everybody to see they were possessed with devils. But I wanted them to see that I was possessed with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. I don't want you to be sad about being full of the Holy Ghost and being empowered with the Holy Ghost. 
Jesus said, I don't want you to be ashamed of having the Holy Ghost and having authority in the Spirit, but that's not where I want your rejoicing to be. There's a danger in that because you might be like the seven sons of Sceva and they tried to cast out devils and the devil gave them a whooping. Then where's your rejoicing? Watch now. Just... (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to get there. They they thought they'd found success because they could cast out demons. After all, your work may not turn out to be all it appears. What appears to be success is not always achieving the significant. What appears to be revival is not always fruitful. Crowds may gather, conversions may even be confessed, but it's the fruit that remains that makes what we do significant. I'm going to give you a little something to pray about. You ready? We need harvest that stays. Thank you, two of you. We need harvest that stays. I love farmers. This is probably one of the greatest times of the year. I love farmers. But I've been driving up and down these roads where these big fields are. These big machines that one side or the other to let them through because they're on their way to harvest but I noticed something when they showed up at the field and get ready to pull off the road they're not the only one there the combine shows up but it don't have anything to combine with because there's another truck that's following that's got the combine on the front on a trailer and they got to pull it up beside the field and let the tractor pull in and put put it on the tractor and go into the field and there's got to be another truck that's got a trailer on the back of it that holds a harvest and one man can't do it all I need somebody to help me right now I'm going to tell you right now a pastor and a youth pastor and a few staff can't do it all. What we need is a church to understand that the harvest is great and it's going to take every one of us uh, to jump in and be a... Brother Jordan, thank you for that word. Listen, we need to start putting time in the kingdom for the kingdom to be able to move forward we got to do it together. We can't do it apart. We need to work together to see the kingdom of God prosper. You, you may see this. I, I, I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen. We, we've got to understand 
God measures success by eternal significance. It's why, it's why Jesus didn't want his disciples rejoicing over the fact that the devils were subject to them. What do you mean? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't he want them to be happy? He didn't say he didn't want them to be happy. He just didn't want that to be their focus. Come on. Because, watch. Because if that is our focus, I've seen it happen. You've seen it too. If you've been around the church at all, somebody gets to feeling a little bit of spiritual power and influence, and they're going witch hunting. Ah, some of you are laughing. You know what I'm talking about. You know why? Because they don't want the attention to be on God. They want the attention to be on them. Look at me. The devils are subject to me. you, you, You know what? If the Lord just reaches down and plucks that spirit out of you, you're going to look like those seven sons of Sceva. You coming back to the house naked, bruised, and beaten up. Ah, oh, but if you rejoice that your name is written in heaven, it doesn't matter what devil comes or what devil goes. You're going to have victory. You're going to have joy. You're going to have peace. God says it's time to realign what brings you the greatest joy. Joy in temporary gains over the devil is not lasting. What do you mean, Bishop? It's very simple. You may defeat one today. He's got another one coming at you tomorrow. Ah. Maybe, maybe I'm just talking to you. Maybe, maybe I missed that. I'm telling you, for every level, there's a new devil. Come on, somebody. Say, well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to stay where I'm at. No, you just need to refocus your rejoicing. Come on now. I said when you refocus your rejoicing. When the devil comes at you, you can walk away and say, my name is written in heaven. Come on. Come on. He don't want to hang around anybody whose name is written in heaven. Come on. Because there's some requirements for your name to be written in heaven. And if you haven't repented and if you haven't been baptized and if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, your name ain't there. But if your name's there, I feel like there's some devils shaking in their boots right now because somebody's going to wake up today and say, you know what? I've been rejoicing in the wrong things. I'm about to realign my focus where Jesus wants it, that my name is written in heaven
he didn't, he didn't realign our rejoicing so we can sit down. But he realigned it to unleash the power of rejoicing in the most powerful truth. There's nothing more powerful. Powerful. My lips are sticking. <laughs> nothing more powerful than to be able to say, My name is written in heaven. What devil? Yeah, it's all right. My name is written in heaven. What sickness? My name is written in heaven. I'm sorry we can't help you anymore. There's nothing else we can do. My name is written in heaven. My God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right here. I ain't just come to tell somebody when you realign your rejoicing. Nothing that comes your way is ever going to throw you off balance if you keep your focus where your focus needs to be. Tell your neighbor if your name is written in heaven, you have a great reason to rejoice. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. That other joy that they had, it, it arose out of what they saw and experienced. But this one springs out of faith. Brother Shaw, I've read about it. I've never seen it. But I gotta believe it. And I'm gonna get there to it. Now, I like that little spiritual hocus pocus. Love it when I see blinded eyes healed. And I've done that. I love it when I see the cripple walk, and I've seen that. Come on, and those things I do rejoice in. But that's not where my rejoicing is focused. I love it when families are restored and put back together. I love it when backsliders come home and God restores them. I love it when God sends deliverance to the drug addict and the alcoholic. And I love it when God begins to move in all of those miraculous ways. I love all of that. But we cannot get hung up on that if we don't ever see another miracle. If nothing else ever happens in our life, we still got to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Let, let, let me hurry. Your name is personally added. To his book because you're precious to him. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible said in the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord 
and that thought upon his name, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Please listen to me right now. You may possess no place of prominence here. But if your name is written there, you have citizenship. And every right and privilege that come with it. He didn't have to teach them to rejoice. He didn't when they saw miracles. We all love that. But he had to teach them to rejoice in an unseen fact. I know we have some school teachers in here. Certainly, their efforts are parallel to what we do in the church. Do you know how many times I've had to tell people to live holy, walk separate, watch where you go, watch what you look at? You know how many times I've said that in 40 years? And I've got to keep saying it. Teachers do the same thing. They teach by repetition, by repetition. So what, what, what's that got to do with where you're going, Bishop? I, I, I want you to, to know today. I know that you've heard this sermon. I know that you've heard this message. I know that you've read this scripture. But I'm telling you, these are defining times. The devil is doing everything he can not to get the drunk, not to get the drug addict, not to get the wife beater or the child abuser. He's got them already. Come on, somebody. He is trying to wear out the church. And we've got to understand my rejoicing is not in the miracle. My rejoicing is not in the deliverance. My rejoicing is no matter my lot in life, I have citizenship in heaven. A few days ago, I'm going to be a little transparent right here. A few days ago, I made a stupid business decision. Now, it wasn't immoral. Don't go away. I said a business decision. And I want you to understand something. When this is all said and done, they can have it all. I don't care what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in. Come on, you talking about trading up. We're about to trade up. Sister Jamie, you're about to get a brand new home. Ah, hallelujah. 
You're not going to have to worry about fixing a car that won't run or putting new tires on it. God's about to give you a brand new home. You hear me? A brand new, not a room, a home. In my Father's house are many mansions. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You want to know why I can rejoice in that? Because my name is written in heaven. I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. I want you to bow your heads. I'm not quite done, but I'll finish if the Lord wants me to right here. I feel something in the Holy Ghost. God wants somebody to hear me today. You can endure hardship because your name is written in heaven. The Lord would have you to know today that if you will realign your focus if you will realign your rejoicing he's going to move on your behalf and he's going to do what only he can do stand with me right now i feel the holy ghost drawing right now there's some people here that are in desperate dire sick circumstances and situations and the only way it can turn around is for God to turn it around today and I hear the spirit of the Lord saying if you will refocus your rejoicing I'm about to move on your behalf I'm about to liberate you listen I'm going to give this to you and then we're going to pray together for the Christian Heaven isn't simply a destination. It's a motivation. It's what makes me get up every day and focus on heaven. Oh, yeah, we all go through stuff. We all do dumb stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, heaven is my motivation. For the rich man... Shouldn't rejoice in the temporary passing wealth of this life, but that his name is written in heaven. For the poor man, we shouldn't let the lack of this life strip us of joy. But we have our name in heaven, an eternal inheritance. I may not be in anybody else's will. But one day God broke himself in flesh, died on a cross and shed his blood and signed my inheritance in his blood. I'm calling on you right now, every one of you, every last one of you that will to come today. The hand of the Lord's about to reach down and touch you in your circumstance. Come on, I want you to rejoice. Rejoice. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a real move of God in this place that's trying to break a hardened heart. It's trying to break a hardened situation. 
I hear the voice of God saying, if you don't realign, I'm to tell you today that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, came by your way today. But the church has got to move. The church has got to move. Come on, in the name of Jesus, begin to rejoice. Begin to rejoice. Come on. God, I rejoice in my circumstance because my name is written. I rejoice in my trouble because my name is written.